ultimately culture is what leads to the adoption of, of major platforms and music always leads culture. So if you think about in for TV, it was MTV. Web one, it was YouTube. Web two, it was TikTok. Every single one of those was led with music. And I don't think that that is a coincidence. I think it is precisely because of what we're talking about, which is music is how we bond as humans. It's how we convey culture. It's how we feel emotions and convey emotions to each other beyond words. So it's an incredibly powerful human invention. And I absolutely believe that music is what will lead to the mass adoption of Web3 as well. That's how success happens. From Entrepreneur Magazine, my name is Robert Tuckman. I self-funded, built up, and eventually sold two businesses to major players in the sports and entertainment industry. And I am fascinated by other entrepreneurial minds and what drives high-achieving people. So on this podcast, we're going to learn what they've learned and what it takes to really succeed. Today, Prana Gupta is the founder and CEO of Mysterious. It's a social media platform developed in partnership with CAA, which curates short-form music video NFTs. The company is supported by high-profile celebrities, including LeBron James, Mariah Carey, and Steph Curry. Perna is no stranger to launching media tech businesses. She previously co-founded successful mobile entertainment applications such as Hook, which grew to a reach of over a billion people. With Mysterious, she brings an innovative way to interact with audiovisual content through the rise of technologies like Web3 and blockchain. Also featured with Perna is Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Neo. He is one of Mysterious's many celebrity investors. In addition to releasing two albums at the top of the Billboard 200 chart, Neo was a judge on NBC's World of Dance and currently stars on the TV series Step Up. On this episode of How Success Happens, I sat down with Prerna and Neo to discuss the power of connection through music and the future of Web3, blockchain, and NFTs. Of course, I had to start by asking Perna and Neo how they met and how they connected on Mysterious. So we met uh, really just through a mutual friend. I have been building music technology apps for, for many years. I previously made mobile apps using machine learning technology to help people make music on their phones, apps like Smeal Karaoke, I Am T-Pain, Autorap, Songify, Magic Piano. And those apps have reached uh, large audiences around the world. And Neo Williams. kind of got connected to us. Yeah, yeah. We, we have built apps reaching over a billion people, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> the music apps. And then after that, I've been building a storytelling app, too. So all of that combined has has reached a very large audience. And Neo kind of uh, heard heard about us by the by through a mutual friend. And we got connected. And Neo is is an incredible talent and, and also just a really smart entrepreneurial person. So it's been really awesome to to be able to collaborate with them and have them on board. Yeah, I know. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't difficult to say, yeah. It wasn't difficult <laughs> at all. I was more than familiar with a lot of the apps that that, uh, that she was responsible for. And I'm like, oh, okay, so this is someone I should probably meet then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it just made perfect sense, yeah. That's a good idea, especially when they've all been successful and especially in the same kind of vein, I guess. I want to get into Mysterious, but once you've had that success, 
and now building out and building out this app, it makes sense why you would would get involved. And I know you have had an iconic, really, music career and, you know, from a variety of different ways, from writing, singing. But when you got involved with Prana and Mysterious, as an entrepreneur, do you really focus on a lot of the things that you do know or are familiar with? Or do you invest in other areas as well? I mean, I think any any smart investor is going to definitely pay attention to and make intelligent decisions in regards to investing in things that he knows about. But then at the same time, when you have the luxury of having people, at least at, at a phone call's reach, that know more than you do about a certain situation, you know, uh, people that have been recommended by people, by other people who opinion you you trust and and respect then yeah i think it's it's not as uh it's not as doesn't feel like as big a risk to step out and, and try something new try something that that i that you don't know much about you know i'm not the most technically savvy person on the planet but i know the power of music and i know the the what that does as far as connection to people so you take music and you put it with technology and it just kind of just kind of feels like the future you know what i mean oh yeah no i'm the only dummy that invests in things i have no idea about <laughs> that's why i just started betting on myself with as an entrepreneur because everything i touch is doesn't work out i should i should really follow your advice like a smart person I mean, you, gotta, you gotta kiss you gotta kiss a frog or two before you find your prince yeah okay. yeah exactly. i've been kissing about like 50 or 100 of them uh <laughs> <laughs> so tell me you've been successful you've always you know it sounds like focused in this area was there always a love of of music for you Yes, I've had a deep love of music my entire life. I am a singer, uh, not nearly as talented as Neo, but you know, it's, I've been singing my entire life and I actually co-found all of my companies with my husband, Parag, who's also a musician. Uh, we met at Stanford almost 20 years ago and we've been doing startups together ever since. And Parag actually had got his PhD at Stanford at the intersection of computer science and music. And he was a professor at Georgia tech in Atlanta teaching that subject. And so it was really through our shared love of music and through technology that he was developing in his lab that we got started building music technology apps. That's great. So, so tell us, tell us about Mysterious. Yes. So our vision for Mysterious is to rebuild social media on the blockchain. We want to create the next TikTok, uh, but in, in, in the future of the internet, which is Web3. And our reason for doing that, we believe that there is a really uh, big need to rethink how we socialize and interact online. So I don't know how familiar your listeners are with these terms. And so I, I might preface some of this. But when I say Web3, Web3 refers to blockchain technology, the future of the internet. Web2 refers to basically the decade that's come before us. And it, it's really the, the era of social media. And when social media apps first came about, they were incredibly empowering. They were democratizing the ability for anyone to speak and to share their thoughts and their art and their music with the world. It allowed us to connect with each other, with people we were not physically uh, close to. It allowed us to connect with family all around the world, with friends from, from previous lives, et cetera. And it was amazing. But now that we are living almost 
all of our lives virtually and spending almost all of our time socializing virtually, I believe that Web2 social media is breaking down. And the biggest problem with how we socialize online currently is that we are wired as humans for in-person interactions. And we seek, we crave social signals from other humans. These signals, the sorts of signals we crave are smiles and hugs, the sound of a person's voice, the smell of food they make for us, the sound of music that we make together. And now that we are socializing primarily online, we're seeking these signals, but what we're getting back in return are likes and loves, retweets, follows, frozen selfie pictures of each other that look very fake. And I believe that this mismatch between the signals we seek and the signals we get back are making us sick. And for me, blockchain offers us a new path, a new alternative. And I think that I believe that blockchain is fundamentally a social innovation and its greatest lasting impact will be in fixing how we socialize online. And that's what we're trying to do with Mysterious. Yeah. And you know, in, in terms of Mysterious and aside from Prana being extremely impressive, what was it that you saw in what she was creating that really was like, you know what, I need to get involved in this. Well, from an investor standpoint, somebody calling something uh, TikTok on the blockchain is just attractive. That's that's just what that is. But aside from that, from from a human standpoint, from an artist standpoint, I agree. Just the like mindedness of, yeah, uh, social media is a place where. Anybody can say anything about anybody and, and, and you know, be it the, the worst thing you ever heard or whatever with no, with, with nothing, nothing happens. You know, you can do whatever it is you want. I'm sorry. My mother lives in a jungle and her animals are That is uh, one of her many. Yes, she has a lot of birds. Yeah. But um, there's a beauty in the hope and the hope that that mysterious creates of, of potentially creating a safe space where we can make meaningful art that celebrates the beauty of life as opposed to the negativity that we're literally spoon fed every day, all day long. That's what kind of made me go, all right, yeah, this is something that I, that I, that I need to be a part of. Yeah. I mean, it sounds incredible, especially when seen so much as I mentioned, having teenage daughters, TikTok and other apps and just how awful so much of that social media can be. And I've also thought of the positive things. And it sounds like this is, this can be, and, and is one of them. And how did you come up with the idea, Reina? Yeah, it really started uh, about a year ago when uh, NFTs started to take off and art NFTs in particular started to take off. I have been dabbling in the crypto space for many years. I first purchased Bitcoin in 2011 and uh, then subsequently lost it all when this exchange called Mt. Gox blew up. So, you know, it was like my first kind of boom and bust cycle <laughs> with crypto and had a very authentic experience with the whole thing. But at, at each stage, you know, I, I kind of licked my wounds and got back in and got into understanding a little bit more about the technology. And, and as Ethereum came up, it, it started to feel more interesting as a founder and as a developer, because suddenly there was this opportunity to actually build products and build apps. Um, but it still wasn't clear to me. My husband and I kept talking and thinking like, what can we do here? And every, all the energy was around finance and DeFi. And that's just not us. I mean, we're, we're art people, we're entertainment people that everything that we have done has always been at the intersection of technology and art. And so it really didn't 
click for us, I think, until this past year when NFT started to take off. And that was sort of the light bulb moment. We dove in, we started uh, purchasing NFTs. My husband made a few himself. I mentioned that he's a musician. And as we dove in, we started to see this really interesting behavior emerge in how people were interacting, how this was, how NFTs were facilitating a new and healthier type of interaction and organization online. And that was really the thing that inspired us to create Mysterious. And to give you a little bit more clarity around what exactly we are doing with Mysterious, you know, when I say rebuild TikTok on the blockchain, what do I mean? I believe that that there's an opportunity for like I said, I believe blockchain is fundamentally a social innovation. And, And if you think about okay, what is blockchain? It's the public leisure. So The idea is you're communicating with other people things that are happening online. And I think blockchain and NFTs in particular allow us to fix a lot of the issues that have emerged through Web2 social media in that they allow us to add constraints back into our social interactions. In the physical world, there are natural constraints with who you can interact with online. In Web 2, there are no constraints at all. As Neil was saying, anyone can say anything. You, it's it's a one to many situation. You can you can have millions of followers, and it's just it's too big. We're not designed for that kind of interaction. With NFTs, one of the most interesting behaviors that we have seen emerge is that when people purchase when when a person purchases an NFT, they join a community of the other people who have purchased that NFT, and they're starting to self organize around that community. And so, Mysterious is a new app that is bringing all of that, really this behavior that's starting to happen already out there and bringing it together in one app where artists can can create NFTs on our platform. Um, They become part of a community of not just one artist, but other artists that they are, that are their peers. And anyone who purchases one of those NFTs becomes part of that community as well. And we are building um, specific features that encourage though that relatively small community, people within that community to interact with each other in in meaningful ways that rather than one person just make a post and everyone else just give it a love or say, awesome, so cool. Can we actually spark real conversation around art that is being shared that helps create a bond? And that's really what music has always been about. It's about bonding uh, in a community. Sorry, I didn't hear any of that because you when you told me you invested in crypto in 2011, now I, now I know why Neo invested, invested in your business. I lost it all, though. <laughs> all right. You are way ahead of the game. Way ahead of the game. And what do you find in terms of Mysterious, just some of the challenges that you're facing and, and behavioral challenges or just even from a technology standpoint, what has that been? Yeah, there are challenges coming at us for, in every direction, from every direction. It's And this is just what it's like when you're building early. I was building early in web one, building early in web two, and now again, building early in web three. And it is the most exciting time to build a product, but it's also the most challenging. So technical challenges, the infrastructures are just being put in place. And there are, uh, you know, there, there are a lot of issues uh, when you're building on the blockchain, it can be extremely slow. There's congestion. It's really difficult to test. And the technology is changing so quickly and adapting so quickly. So when you build the product, by the time you launch it, there's it's already kind of out of date. And so there's this race to keep up. And at the same time, 
there's this, uh, it's really difficult because it's difficult to build a product that lives up to modern standards. So many of the uh, NFT products that came out around this time last year, you felt like you're back in the nineties. Like these websites were so slow and, and so buggy. It was crazy, but jumping in as a developer, I understand because it's really difficult, but at the same time, as a, as a seasoned entrepreneur, I have certain standards, you know, and I really want to create a good user experience. And so we are putting in that extra effort to try and create as, as good of a user experience as possible that is on par with, with what users have come to expect in Web2. On the user behavior side, the biggest challenge is uh, we've heard so much about crypto and about Web3 and everyone knows about Bitcoin and Ethereum. But the reality is the number of people that are actually engaging currently that have active MetaMask wallets are is still very small. And as we, I'm a mass market person. I like to build apps for huge audiences. And so I'm thinking into the future, but the reality of building an app, you know, and getting mass adoption, there's still a gap there. And and that's the reality, but it's, I think things move faster than ever now. And, and I, I do believe that, you know, we're in a crypto winter, it's going to recover. And I think two years from now, um, we will start to see significant adoption. Yeah, I'm sure. And that is a challenge just when you have this incredible idea. I know for so many entrepreneurs I interview who are so many who balanced it with being ahead of their time, way ahead of their time, a little bit ahead of their time, which is great. And then you kind of see that, you know, explosion of the business, which I'm sure you will soon enough. And Neo, taking off, I guess, the entrepreneur hat and focusing yourself as an artist, what is it that you love so much about this, about Mysterious being an artist? So the, the NFT space is still relatively new to me as well, but I have, I have a lot of friends that are, that are visual artists, a lot of, a lot of painter friends, and, and um, you know, they're the ones that actually uh, introduced me to the space. Uh, once, once it started becoming, you know, something that they could, that they could uh, uh, really find some financial freedom with. But just the whole concept of Mysterious being an NFT platform, the ability to create NFTs, like that, that just, that naturally just takes my, my creative, you know, my creative situation and my creative electricity goes nuts, just knowing that that's a possibility. And then on top of that, again, I, I always have to take it, I have to take it back to just the concept of the culture of social media and making big strides and changing that, you know what I mean? It's just a, it's, it's just a really, really kind of negative place. And, and, but it's, but at the same time, it's where everyone is. I'm, I'm raising kids in it. You know what I mean? And I want to be a part of something that is going to potentially change the, just the narrative of that for the better. That's, that's primarily what it is for me. Yeah. I mean, I, I love that. As I mentioned, having two teenage daughters who are literally glued to TikTok and Instagram and just no good. And, you know, so many of them also have been just people I've known or kids like completely canceled, you know, or just it's, it's so harsh for them. And I love that this potentially is a solution and a positive. More from our guest, but first a word from our sponsors. Turning off work can mean turning on everything else in your life. Whether you're a busy parent, juggling your kids' activities, or trying to plan a wedding, work doesn't stop when you log off for the day. That's why Notion makes it easy to toggle between your work and personal to-dos. Notion is an all-in-one team collaboration tool 
that combines note-taking, document sharing, wikis, project management, and more into one space that's simple, powerful, and beautifully designed. Notion's customizable workplace can be tailored to realize any workplace OKRs or major life events. And if that wasn't enough, Notion also has a worldwide network of millions of users constantly creating templates, tutorials, and inspiration. It's a tool that's getting better all the time. And while Notion will make you more efficient and productive at work, what really sets Notion apart is that it seamlessly transitions from a workplace power tool into a game changer for your personal life. If you're dreaming, working, planning, or building at work or at home, Notion is the collaboration tool that you need. You can get started for free at Notion.com. That's Notion.com to start today for free. That's Notion.com to take the first step toward organized, productive work and life today. And our next sponsor. Are you a small business owner? Did you know that Visa's online small business hub has tools, discounts, and resources to help you run your business? So whether you're a business beginner or an entrepreneurial expert, find the solutions, tools, and tips you need to help take your business to the next level. Plus, if you have a Visa business credit or debit card, you can get access to cardholder benefits like Visa Savings Edge, a savings program which can help you save on everyday business expenses like office essentials, travel, and more. When you enroll your Visa Business Card and Visa Savings Edge, you'll have access to valuable offers which can help turn qualifying business purchases made with your enrolled Visa Business Card into savings for your business. Learn more at visa.com slash smallbusinesshub. Once again, that's visa.com slash smallbusinesshub. Visa, a network working for everyone. And we're back. Do you think that has been a calling card, Prina, for you that has gotten a lot of people involved because they are fed up with what's really happened with social media? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's amazing. This has been the easiest pitch I've ever had to give in my career because it's just everyone agrees. I say this narrative and it's just immediately clicks for people because we're all feeling it. I think as adults, we're feeling it. And those of us that have, especially teen girls in our lives, you see it and you see how damaging it is. And another really interesting thing, you know, kind of inspiration for me has been what we have seen in, in our most recent app, which is hooked. It's a storytelling app. It's a fiction for teens and millennials designed to, to live, basically put storytelling into, into social feeds. And so we have reached massive audiences with these stories on Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, and YouTube. And what we have seen from that data has shocked us. What we've seen is that People are craving more meaningful, nourishing experiences in their feeds. Their feeds, they're full of this clickbaity content. But when you put a story there, they will stop and they will read. And I'm not even talking movies. We've produced movies, but this is just literally fiction. They will sit there and read for two minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes. We've gone all the way up to 30 minutes. And we have seen hundreds of millions of people stop and read these stories. And so that to me is also a really strong signal that 
going back to this idea of a mismatch between what we are getting, what we are seeking in our social media feeds and what we are getting. And that's been the biggest inspiration for Mysterious. And I just wanted to say one more thing in terms of, you know, the partnership with Neo. And it, it's so, I'm so excited to have you involved, Neo. And it's, it's really, really meaningful for me because you know, as I mentioned, music is one of the most fundamental ways in which we bond as humans. And Neo, you are exceptional at making music that that makes us feel very deeply and and gives make brings out emotions in us and helps us helps bring us together. And I, and so for me, there is no better art, no better music to start with. And and it's uh, it, so that's personally why I'm so excited uh, to have him. <laughs> He's blowing kisses, but he might be asking you for more equity pretty soon. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of entrepreneur would I be if I didn't? (laughs) That's for sure. But uh, I appreciate that. genuinely. And it is. And and when you do think about music, you know, there's only a couple of things I think of music for sure about bringing people together and, and love. And obviously there's sports, but then there's like different teams. Right. So but with music is you both have been involved with probably throughout your entire lives, as you said, it is that, that one, you know, thing I know that, that brings so many people together. And, you know, Prano, is that a a big reason behind thinking this could be super scalable? Yeah, that's exactly right. If you think about any major platform that came up, you know, the, the, Ultimately, culture is what leads to the adoption of of major platforms and music always leads culture. So if you think about in uh, for TV, it was MTV. Web one, it was YouTube. Web two, it was TikTok. Every single one of those was led with music. And I don't think that that is a coincidence. I think it is precisely because of what we're talking about, which is Music is how we bond as humans. It's how we convey culture. It's how we feel emotions, you know, and convey emotions to each other beyond words. So it's an incredibly powerful human invention. And I absolutely believe that music is what will lead to the mass adoption of Web3 as well. Yeah. Obviously, as you had mentioned, crypto winter, it's been difficult. But, you know, why Web3, even considering all of this at at this time, have you ever thought of changing that? It's a great question because I'm I'm coming from the world of Web2 and that's where all of my experiences and at this stage in my career to kind of dive into something new, you know, it's, um, you have to slow down a little bit and (laughs) learn new stuff and all of those things. But I am totally down the rabbit hole, you know, crypto winter or not. I've seen it now. I've, I've experienced it myself, the, the change, the, the change that's happening and the really the better way of in doing everything online that, that web three is uh, allowing for those of us that are starting to do it. So I, I'm fully in. I believe that it's going to fundamentally change um, the internet. I will say, though, it's important when you read the the Web3 pundits online, there's this idea that, and and I said it myself in a way just now, and I'm going to kind of contradict myself, but there's sort of this sense that the entire internet will be on the blockchain and everything is going to completely change. And I actually don't believe that. I believe that a lot of the great things that came out of web two will remain. So for example, 
you know, I mentioned everything so slow on the blockchain and things like that. And we there's been so much innovation that's happened during the Web2 renaissance around uh, just scalable server architecture and those sorts of things. And I don't see everything being completely torn down and redone on the blockchain. But I think it's really thinking about blockchain as another layer on top of the best of Web2 that allows us to live virtually much better lives and to live lives that are more similar, although they will never be the same, but more similar to how we live in person. Yeah, there, there's no doubt. That's what it, it seems like you are building in is, I believe too, sometimes it's the best time when stuff looks down, when you're creating a business and almost keeping others at bay or away. Or, so when things do change, which they will, you guys are are up on top and where do you see or where do you hope to see the business let's say if you look out two years and you know what's your vision well long term my goal is to build an app that is as big and as widely adopted as the biggest social media apps today i doubt we'll be there in two years <laughs> but i do hope in two years that we'll be out of the crypto winter that NFTs will have recovered and that Mysterious will be uh, one of the, the products that, that is helping onboard uh, a larger group of people in, into the space. And so my hope is that we have product market fit, we have traction, strong retention, and let's say millions of people using our app at that point in time. Yeah. You know, Neo, you have, I'm sure, a lot of opportunities in your life and, and that have come to you from what you have built on your own, created through music. And what was it? Was it the social media aspect of it? You mentioned kids and that was really the biggest driver of you getting involved with Mysterious or, or were there other things as well? I have known the power of music since I was nine years old. I've been, I was made privy to music's power, the ability for a song to change an idea, to change a belief system. Like I've seen it happen. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I know that, you know, music and entertainment is just like any other power. If you use it the wrong way, you can get results. But if you use it the right way, you could, you could, you could change lives. You could change the world. So aside from it being uh, a video NFT platform and just the, the creative possibilities that live there, that was one thing. Like I, I'm, music is woven into my DNA. I couldn't not do it if I tried. But there are other elements of, of my, my creative mind that are just, just really attracted to the possibilities that live there, the things that I could potentially create there. While at the same time, being a father and looking at the world getting worse before it's getting better. And then here comes with something that could potentially be at the forefront of the evolution of this social media, you know, mishap. It, it just didn't make any sense for me not to be a part of this. You know, it just, it just made perfect sense. Yeah, no, it, it, I love it, you know, and, and prior to learning about the business and reading, now I really, I really get it, especially when I think about my kids and kind of, how bad and people are starting to wake up, I think, in certain ways. Social media has been as an influence on children, adults, you know, and coming through with 
something along these lines. And as you said, Neo, the power of music, there's nothing like it that I know for me too, I'm not a musician. I just like to listen to it, but that changes my mind and my thoughts. It's only been music. And, you know, I want to ask you both and maybe Prana, you could start. When was it that you fell in love with music or knew you wanted to be a musician? It's as basically as, as young as I can remember. I, you know, I, I, it's, I, for me, I've just, I grew up singing. It was just so natural for me. Music was always playing in the house. I'm the child of immigrants from India. I grew up in a small town in Oklahoma and it was this really kind of weird and interesting cultural mashup. (laughs) Uh, My mom was always playing Bollywood cassettes in the house. My dad had um, been trained in a little bit of classical uh, music and he used to sing. And I would go to church uh, with friends that were not, uh, I was raised Hindu, but I was in the Bible Belt in in Shawnee, (laughs) Oklahoma. Had a lot of Christian friends and they invited me to church. And so I went to church and I learned church songs and sang there. It was this just really rich, you know, uh, musical environment in this random tiny small town in Oklahoma. And I just loved it. Like music is life for me, you know, the way I feel when I'm singing, the way I feel when I'm listening, uh, it's just the, the deepest joy. And so it's, I've always known that it would have some role in my life. There were many years where I thought in my teen years, you know, that I wanted to be a professional, uh, singer like Neo. Uh, but I think the, the nerd in me kind of took over and I ended up <laughs> going to Stanford and, and studying economics and computer science. But this was the perfect way, I think, for me to merge these interests and to have an impact and and leave the, the singing to more talented people like me. <laughs> I don't I don't know, Brenda. With, with the drive that you have, I feel like if you just really put your mind towards being an artist, I might be in some trouble. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe at the uh, annual conference uh, from Mysterious, you can you can definitely work a plan for you to be the key act, right? Or well, maybe a combo with Neo, you know, performing. Right. Uh, uh, I, de- I definitely see a collaboration coming. Yeah, o- outside of Mysterious, we might. Yeah, I, I see it coming. And, and Neo, <laughs> tell me in terms of yourself. I know you had mentioned loving music. I think he had said since you were nine or probably yeah. up here. But how did that love? How did you find that passion as well. Um, well, I, I too grew up in a very, very musical household. Everybody, pretty much everybody in my family did something in regard to music, be it playing an instrument, singing themselves, writing, you know, rap, whatever, whatever the case may be. Everybody did something. So I didn't really have a choice. You know, it was like the, it's like my third sibling is me, my sister and music at all times every day, all day. We did a lot of our growing up in, in Nevada, Las Vegas. And uh, my mom was, you know, the picture of the blue collar mom, six, seven jobs, whatever, whatever it took to make sure that we weren't in the be- the worst parts of town. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, every night she would come home with a different genre of music. And then my mom was my hero. Like I, I would stay up, wait for her to come home and we'd sit and listen to, you know, initially it was, it was you know, the Temptations, the <laughs> OJs, all of that stuff. But then it became uh, the Beatles, uh, Wayne Newton, uh, the Rat Pack, Reba McIntyre, you know, just just all kinds of genres. And, and from there, I fell in love with with melody as opposed to genre. Genre is the box that we put music in to help us. But melody, it, melody and meaning is what music is. Melody, meaning and feeling. 
all coming together. And that that's that's what music is. And it's what it's it saved my life. Saved my life. All of my greatest successes to my my forever love affair with music. Yeah, I, I love that. And um, you know, I just figured why I never knew any music. I mean, I listen to music, but I, all I can hear is my dad just passed away. Like, shut that off, you know, turn that down. <laughs> I didn't grow up in a house like you guys with that, which, you know, a lot of musicians I hear, like they always had it around and music was part of their lives. And, and it's just mm-hmm. so important. And I want to thank you both for, for first off coming on the show, really thank you though for what you're doing, especially having children of my own with social media and really trying to change it as a positive force. Cause I too truly believe that there is starting to be a tide and a wave of people who realize just what a mess and how bad this is for, for all humans. And you're doing something, both of you here, that hopefully will add to changing that that entire feeling about social media. Thank you, thank you so much. Uh, that that means so much, and uh, yeah, we're we're just getting started, and uh, hopefully we'll we'll be able to, you know, realize this vision. Well, I need you guys to hurry up because my girls are getting older, and uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but uh, in any case, I have no doubt you will find success and it's probably a great time. I always look at it when things are down, like you said, with Web3 and crypto for when things turn to be in a great position. So best of luck to both of you. If you do collaborate on uh, some type of music or song, I would like a producer credit if possible. (laughs) Uh, Don't don't call us. We'll call you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you want that. That could ruin the whole thing. But (laughs) thank you guys so much. Thank you, Robert. Thank you for having me. And that's our episode. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to How Success Happens wherever you get your podcasts. We come out with a new episode every Wednesday morning. And you don't want to miss it. And if you like to share, please feel free to pass along the show to an entrepreneur friend who could use a boost, and I could always use the subscribers. And do you have ideas for guests? I always love to hear about great entrepreneurs. If you know anyone, shoot me an email at hsh at entrepreneur.com or on Twitter at Robert Tuckman. that's R-O-B-E-R-T-T-U-C-H-M-A-N, or even send me a message on LinkedIn. How Success Happens is a production of Entrepreneur Media. Be sure to visit entrepreneur.com for insight on building your business or even better yet, subscribe to our magazine. No joke, I found my first job after reading about a company in Entrepreneur Magazine back in the 1990s. It's always been my absolute favorite magazine for entrepreneurs. Thanks for listening and spending some time with me today. Until next time, my name is Robert Tuckman, just a fellow entrepreneur and your host. See you soon.